0: The recent coroner's report shows that the number of deaths in BC due to toxic drugs approaches 200 people in the month of July alone. The numbers are staggering. And while a lot of attention has been paid to how to help people who struggle with substance abuse, today on the show, we're going to talk about a different angle. That's how to prevent that drug use in the first place with young people through conversation. Joining us on the line now is adolescent medical expert, Dr. Dolly Clock. Good morning, Dolly. Good morning, Rosie. Thanks for having me on. Oh, we're so pleased that you came on to chat about this very important topic with us. Let's get right into it. What should parents be saying to kids about drugs and when should they be having those conversations?
1: Okay, great question. And I just want to acknowledge right off the bat that this is an anxiety-provoking topic for parents seeing those kinds of headlines, Um, but this is really important subject matter to be covering with kids of all ages. Um, And so number one is parents educating themselves, recognizing it's uncomfortable, and sort of figuring out a time when they're in a calm state to talk with their kids. Um, And so when we're talking about young children, even you can start talking about drugs with kids when they're in preschool and elementary school just by using teachable moments maybe you see someone smoking or vaping while you're walking down the street and so you can bring that up and just keep it simple and think about you know health and basic facts you want to you want to get across and even you can start modeling for kids, maybe they get a prescription from a physician um, for an ear infection or something. So you can say to them, let's look at the bottle. Let's make sure it has your name on it and it's the right medicine, and let's follow the instructions." So they're really basic, easy things to model starting at an early age. And then when you're moving into later elementary school, middle school, use teachable moments. There will be those headlines that you see um, in the media as kids get older. There will be teachable moments from their actual lives. So meeting kids with curiosity, um, helping them fill in the gaps. And then as we're talking about high schoolers, you know, these conversations get more and more advanced. Um, And so I think in general, meeting them with curiosity is key. And our goal should be to become askable and approachable. So that if they do have questions or if they find themselves in a situation where they feel uncertain or unsafe, then they know they can turn to us as parents and we'll be there for them. Yeah, I love what you say there about starting
0: as young as preschool and elementary school. And I know some people will hear that and go, "What? No, that's that's far too early." But um, my own kids are are those ages, they're 4 and 6 years old, and you betcha, I've talked to them about drugs. I've talked to them about how a doctor's prescribed drugs and then there's these other kind of drugs and and had those conversations with them and maybe it's less scary to them
1: because I've started early. Absolutely, I think that 's the idea is to you know the earlier you start the, the more natural those conversations begin. But at the same time, I want to acknowledge there may be parents listening who are parents of teens and they 've never had a conversation and it 's never too late to start these conversations so seeing headlines, i mean I would love it if we could talk a little bit about these deaths and and fentanyl and what's beyond, behind it, because I'm finding myself increasingly talking with teens and, and parents about this and just trying to educate them on the basics so that they can stay safe. Sure.
0: Yeah. I I think some parents dread these conversations because they're hoping that their kids too young to be exposed so that, you know, they'll come to mom and dad whenever it does become an issue. So why is it important for trusted adults to be the ones to initiate these conversations with teens and tweens?
1: Well, tweens and teens, you know, the more that they can get the facts and hear those facts from trusted individuals like their parents and their teachers, the more likely it is that they will make healthy choices. All teens, you know, sometimes make impulsive, feel-good choices. These things happen, but it, the more we can do to educate them, the better. Um, and so, what you know, what I'm encountering, and I'm based in Los Angeles, is, you know, when we're talking about these drug deaths, this is what everyone's hearing in your country and mine, and this is largely being driven by fentanyl, um, which is finding its way into the illicit drug supply, and oftentimes when I'm hearing about teens who have died or gotten sick, it's many times they've been taking pills that they think are something else. They think they're taking a Percocet or a Xanax or an Adderall, but not knowing that what's in the drug supply currently are fake pills. And that, the, that, according to the DEA, two out of every five fake pills have a potentially lethal dose of fentanyl. So it's important for them to, to know that. It's important for them to know that if they're getting pills or drugs off the street or online that they've connected with a dealer or even from a, maybe the dealer might be another high school student, right, to, to just know the risk that's there.
0: And doctor, what about when parents say and do the right things? They're educating their kids as much as they can. They're having these conversations and still the kids being kids remain curious. They think that they're invincible and that the parents are overreacting. Then what?
1: They do. And this is, I mean, this is something that happens. So I think what we need to do again is use those teachable moments. Sometimes, um, you know, kids get into trouble in ways that might affect their health, and hopefully, you know, if they they survive it, there's more important conversations to have. Um, having some boundaries around alcohol and substance use um, that really revolve around safety, knowing where your kids are, knowing um, you know, conversations about never driving or getting into a car with someone else who's been using any kind of substance. Um, kids who have peers who, who use substances are more likely to use substances. So so get to know your kids' friends. And, and you know, the more that we can sort of come at them with calm and curiosity and, and be a part of their lives, connect with them on other subjects that have nothing to do with the scary stuff, right? Just being a part of their lives, showing interest in their interests, showing interest in their friends. The more you do that, the more they'll let you into their lives. And hopefully we can have more of these conversations. That's such a good point. I'm also curious about
0: what role you think teachers and schools should be playing when it comes to harm prevention from drugs.
1: I think they should be playing a critical role. These are great conversations to be having in all of our schools. I'm currently talking with some schools about, you know, making sure they have Narcan, which is the reversal agent for for drugs like fentanyl, having that on campus to make sure that if there were, God forbid, you know, an event at school that they, they can call 911 and, and, and help in the meantime with a potentially life-saving medication. Um, we ha- We must have these conversations. This is not a you know, this is not a question. It's, it's, it's absolutely a must.
0: And there also seems to be a movement of abstaining from booze because of the recent data on alcohol's harmful effects. And you see that amongst adults who are voluntarily going alcohol free. What's your opinion on teaching kids just abstinence from harmful substances altogether?
1: I think that just like with sex education abstinence should be part of the conversation. I don't think that 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 should be the the only emphasis because it's just I don't find that that's realistic and you sort of lose your credibility as an as an educator if if that's the only thing you're talking about. So again, the more we can educate kids to understand about all different substances what the potential risks are, both in the short-term and with long-term use, risks of addiction, all of that, um, the, the more likely they will to, to, make, to make safer choices.
0: Okay, we're going to have to leave it there, Dolly, but thank you so much for giving us your time today.
1: Thank you for having me. Have a wonderful day.